Hello, this is Masajati, and welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is episode 101, Vanity, Beauty, and Spirituality, part one. This is the first episode in our series where I connect to Pure Source and answer questions about the relationships between our physical appearance and spiritual beauty or spiritual health and show you that it is possible to have it all and be truly beautiful both inside and out. Before we get started, though, uh, I want to remind you that our Kauai Retreat is coming up next month, August 13th through the 20th. Again, the Kauai Retreat in Hawaii uh, coming up next month. August 13th through the 20th, join me in the Waimea Canyon for an unforgettable adventure that will include beautiful hikes, powerful fireside hands-on meta-healing, and then we'll be at the luxurious St. Regis, if you've never been at the St. Regis, uh, one of the most spectacular resorts I've held events at. Uh, anyway, the St. Regis Resort for a series of transformational workshops you won't want to miss. Uh, you can learn more and register at the event page on my website, massajadi.com. That's M-A-S-S-A-J-A-D-Y.com. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. Vanity, beauty, and spirituality. <clears throat> vanity. Definition of vanity is that it is excessive pride in one's appearance, qualities, abilities, achievements, etc. Okay. So what's the guy's perspective on vanity and spirituality? Uh, they have nothing to do with each other. Okay, many people do. Uh, many people think, many religious uh, individuals think, and this is where it starts to get gray, you know, in that gray area. Um, overall, okay, uh, whether it's vanity, which is another form of ego from EI's perspective, and EI is exponential intelligence. Okay. It's the source where I tap into uh, all that information that's out there. It's always been out there, and uh, the information is, uh, was, is, and shall be. All that information, again, is always out there beyond time and space. Okay. It's what we do with it uh, is the important thing. So again, what is EI's perspective on vanity and spirituality? Just like any ego, just like... Um, um, Ego, uh, anything that distorts you, anything that, anything that, uh, in short, anything that you think is you and is not, okay? whether it's good or bad, uh, it's not uh, connected to your pure essence or your trueness. Uh, that's the bottom line. Uh, whether it's vanity, okay? uh, thinking that uh, you're beautiful, uh, if you're not. Uh, and we'll get into the details of that. Uh, and if you're, say, super wealthy and you have that wealth thinking that you are success successful and then beyond the conditions of uh, the timeless uh, paradigm that we exist in, and you're not. So all those things, very, very similar, the same, it's very parallel. Um, you know, if you think you are... <clears throat> Too submissive, for example. Uh, people, uh, you don't think you're better, any better uh, than anybody else. Right? Uh, you allow people to, to walk all over you. Uh, that's just as worse as uh, being vain. So that's the EI's perspective on uh, vanity and spirituality. By the way, spirituality, uh, what does it mean to be spiritual? Maybe that's another podcast, or maybe I've already covered it on another podcast. 
Uh, many have, people have that wrong definition. Uh, do spirits have vanity? Do awakened spirits have vanity? Uh, again, the way the definition of vanity is, and I'll read it one more time, excessive pride in one's appearance, uh, qualities, abilities, and achievement. Uh, so if you are an awakened spirit, no. Okay. Uh, some of the some of the people uh, that walk the earth, sure. Uh, those are non-awakened spirits. So, if you're a non-awakened spirit, uh, then yes, you would have vanity. An awakened spirit would not have vanity; otherwise, they wouldn't be awakened. So, do we choose how we are going to look before we reincarnate? Okay. In essence, yes. It really depends. And beauty overall. Okay. Beauty overall is really the connection to um, to pure source. Okay. If you've noticed anything okay, uh, that is connected to pure source, uh, even the ugliest of creatures, okay, uh, there's a beauty, there's an essence around them. So that's something to remember as we go through this, and we'll talk more in detail okay, about the nuts and bolts of that. So... So what I'm trying to say is that, and this has happened through individuals who who connect to pure source, okay, or who have awakened to realizing what pure source is about through an awakened spirit. Um, what happens is that well, they start to become more and more beautiful, more and more attractive, more and more abundant, right? More and more youthful. Why is that? I'll leave that question open for you as we go on. So do we choose how we are going to look before we incarnate? Uh, depends on, um, well, it depends on how awakened you are. Most, most uh, spirits, uh, I would say about 98, 99% of spirits uh, that come uh, or reincarnate uh, do not have a choice because they're not awakened. Uh, they'll take whatever, say, their mother, father has uh, or whatever the family lineage is brought down. Like the cloth that you're cut out of, uh, they they take it from there. If you are awakened, uh, then yes, you do have a choice. Why do some spiritual religious teachings make beautiful sinful beauty sinful? Well, in a nutshell, overall, okay, religion and spirituality uh, those tend of those those type of paradigms or movements or school of thought. Uh, they they tend to attribute physical physical tendencies to being good or bad. Okay, uh, so that's uh, that's an overall perspective. Um, uh, for example, sex, right? having sex uh, is disgraceful or sinful. Although uh, the most beautiful thing, uh, another human being, right? another spirit in living form, uh, comes from the dirtiest or the sinful, most sinful nature. Uh, or more sinful act. So again, there's a, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of thoughts that are out there uh, over time that have created momentum. Beauty uh, being one of them. Uh, where and this is where they probably get it, uh, although it's incongruent or false. Okay? Uh, where people start to get egotistical through the beauty that they have. And that ego leads them down the wrong path. So I can see where that happens. And, uh, again, in that scenario, it's absolutely true. Right? Anything that leads you down the wrong path, whether it's great beauty, uh, whether it's great uh, po po poverty, 
right? Leads you down the wrong path. Well, it would be sinful uh, on, say, EI's perspective as well. Uh, but religion has taken it too far, deeming that it is something physical, again, a physical attribute, a physical action uh, that you're doing. They're not seeing the underlying cause of why you are, say, vain or why uh, that wealth is distorting you or why sex is distorting if we like designer clothes, Botox, and false nails, does this make us any less spiritual uh, than someone who does yoga, has no material desires, and live lives a cosmetic-free lifestyle? Pretty funny question, but uh, in EI's perspective, uh, and in my perspective, uh, no, not at all. It doesn't make you any more uh, any more distorted or any uh, or any or any less spiritual. Uh, and I'll give you the reason why. Let's say that you're doing a lot of uh, yoga, okay? Uh, you're doing a lot of yoga, uh, and then you start to look down upon people who don't do yoga. Uh, you start to think that, that you're better than anybody else because, wow, now you're doing yoga. Uh, you know, you have that say, physical connection uh, uh, or even maybe a, a little glimmer of spiritual connection. Right, uh, you you start to feel, say, that God essence come into you if you're doing yoga po- properly, and if you're not doing yoga properly, uh, another essence, a dark essence, for example, coming into you, making you feel euphoric, right? Just like a, a an abusive substance makes you feel euphoric, but it doesn't uh, it doesn't suggest that you're uh, you know any better. Uh, right or you're connected to a pure source so in that situation that individual who who becomes ego egotistical and distorted um uh doing their yoga uh, they're just as bad or as blasphemous uh as somebody uh doing botox and false nails uh, on the other side however if you're doing <clears throat> say uh, buying designer clothes botox false nails uh, and it becomes uh, a practice for you to come into your real self. It allows you to help yourself understand the true beauty that you are. And you're using that uh, as leverage to open you up to a higher sense of self, a higher sense of, uh, say, confidence, a higher sense of stability, um, right? where you start to deserve, where you start to feel like you deserve the grandness that you are. And that allows you to come into your own space. Uh, then it's a lot better than uh, doing yoga uh, or anything else that's uh, considered spiritual. Uh, But how about doing both? Uh, My point is that that what is your intent behind what you're doing? That's the key. If If it's allowing you to, if it's allowing you to connect to pure source, uh, then it's perfectly fine. So let me tell you a little uh, <clears throat> little joke. You might find it funny or not. Um, uh, these two wannabe priests, I'm not sure what they call them, uh, they come up to the father and they go, Father, uh, is it okay to pray while, is it okay to smoke while praying? Uh, and, uh, and the father goes, no, 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 you should never do anything other than just pray, if you're going to pray, okay? and then the other, uh, and then the other one of the uh, priest comes up. He goes, "Okay, watch this." Uh, he goes up to the father and goes, "Father, 
is it okay while I'm smoking to pray? Uh, and the father goes, yes, yes, of course, son. No matter what you're going to be doing, what you're doing, you should always be praying. So again, very wise individual. Uh, no matter what you're doing, you should always be doing it to connect to your source. Okay. Moss, you keep looking noticeably younger and younger each year. Thanks. You're making me blush. Uh, uh, and many of your clients have also reported their own age reversal effects. Why is this? Uh, I kind of talked about it on another podcast, but I'll give you the nutshell. Uh, basically what happens is that your spirit has a default state, okay, or a default age. Usually it's in, you know, your most abundant or most uh, growth phase, okay? No matter what age you die, and the reason why uh, I say you die, uh, let me give you a clear example. Um, somebody dies, they're ridden with cancer, no matter how, how old they might be. Okay? They're riddled with cancer, they die, uh, and their loved ones that can see, right, spirits on the other side, uh, <clears throat> if that spirit has been uh, awakened, uh, what happens, and that's why you can see them, because they're awakened, uh, they'll connect back to you. Uh, what happens is that they go, oh, wow, I saw grandmother so-and-so, uh, and she was it, she was glowing, she was beautiful, uh, she was younger, right? That's the default age. Even if you're a little kid and you died, uh, if you are completely awakened, you would go into an older phase, and then, again, that's what's defined as, say, your default spiritual age. Okay? So what happens through the process of connecting to exponential intelligence, right? uh, what do you do? You come back into balance and harmony, and no matter how old you are, okay, um, you start coming back to your default age. And that's that beauty, that grace, that uh, vibrancy that people see in you. Right? That, uh, so if you're older, uh, you'll come back into uh, that beauty space. If you're younger, okay, and uh, through the process of exponential intelligence, uh, you will look wiser okay, uh, beyond your years. Not necessarily, you know, you're not going to look, say, like a 30, 40-year-old if you're 15. But again, like I said, you'll look wiser uh, and more adult-like, uh, although you'll keep that youthful appearance. If you look at any individuals who are connected, right, there in their 70s, 80s, and so on, look at the Dalai Lama. Um, <clears throat> although he looks older, he has that youthful uh, appearance, and that's the reason why. How is our aging process uh, being affected by our pure source connection? Uh, again, the purer you are, the pure connection that is, the thinner that connection space between you uh, and your higher self, right? Uh, an awakened self. Uh, the thinner that is uh, where you get to a point where uh, uh, your higher self and uh, your physical form are entangled without say that connection or what I call a soul, defined as a soul. And again, on another podcast, okay? uh, as uh, if you see yourself as one, uh, the aging process, uh, I believe, could actually stop. Okay? Um, and you would be youthful uh, and young for as long as you wish to stay in physical form. You created the Frequency Spa <clears throat> to share with us some of the frequencies that you have uh, that have kept you young and help us stay beautiful from the inside out. But some people think that uh, enhancing beauty is superfluous. Why choose serving vanity 
when you could be helping with cancers, depression, etc. Please speak to this point of view. Of course, sure. Uh, you know, I have a lot of success uh, with uh, helping people heal themselves. I just want to say that again because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nutritionist, uh, I'm not a plastic surgeon or anything like that, a financial analyst. Again, I help you awaken your own natural healing abilities. Okay? And then you cure yourself of cancers, uh, heart issues, distrust, uh, any sense of lack. Again, coming back into your default status. All right. So why why don't I spend more time? Uh, and I do have a lot of. Uh, I do help a lot of people with anxiety, depression, and so on. Those things that people think that matter. Okay? But you know what? On the other side, there's a lot of people that who are distorted uh, by their view on how they look. Okay? Is that not just as important as curing somebody from cancer? How much of an epidemic considered over you know, over the human population uh, is 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 devastated by cancer? Okay? Which we, which we might think it, uh, is extreme. Uh, and then how many people go through their days? Just like Henry Thoreau said, uh, living in quiet despera- desperation. Is that not a slower form of death? Right? This, both, both sides, whether it's cancer or the inability to not see your true beautiful self, uh, leads to, say, uh, a more distorted, more abusive death. So what's the difference to me? If I was, uh, say, in, a, in an emergency room situation or a doctor, right, uh, that had to choose time, uh, I, I would obviously pick somebody who needs uh, immediate attention. So in that scenario, uh, I would see why this question is valid. Uh, in my position, uh, again, helping people awaken to all those grandness that we actually are, Okay? If you think about it, okay? why do cancers, uh, depression, anxiety, those things uh, run rampant in evolved societies? Uh, why are those diseases even there? If people as a whole started to completely awaken, you know, insidious diseases like, like we're talking about would never exist. Uh, in cities, situations where people stab themselves, where people uh, stab others, uh, abuse others, right? Uh, allow uh, countries where they'll spend billions and trillions on war, uh, while their own, say, uh, their own countrymen die of hunger and starvation and abuse and uh, lack of uh, of health uh, health qualities, right? or the ability to be, uh, have medical attention. You know, why do those things exist? Overall, because we're not awakened, if we awaken as a whole society, those things just eliminate themselves. So does it again matter at what stage I help people awaken? By the way, the frequency spa was created to to enhance okay? uh, beauty, uh, grace, and uh, in, in anything of that say, physical nature. Okay? Uh, the reason we came up, or the reason how we came up, with the frequency spa is that um, is that we were noticing that a lot of individuals who do 
you know, spa sessions, spa treatments, and so on like that, uh, with a few sessions with uh, with me or, you know, the 21 days and uh, whatever else that they were doing with me, uh, started to notice that, you know, in between time, between spa sessions, uh, their beauty extended, you know, longer and longer, so they needed less spa treatments or sessions. So so that's how we came up uh, with, uh, with the frequency spa. Um, as a note, uh, we also help people um, dressed for success, uh, I believe it's called, where we help, we, I donate time to these individuals and then, you know, that money goes into uh, buying clothes and so on for individuals, young women, uh, who don't have the ability uh, to look successful at job interviews. Right? who don't have the ability to, say, create that aura of success because, you know, you, if you fake it, you fake it till you make it. So, again, that is a, a pathway to help them achieve their trueness that they are, especially if they've been abused and distorted. You know, that's a, that's a way of, say, shaping them up into, say, strong, confident adults. So that's where the frequency block came up. Uh, we still care about looking beautiful if we are free of vanity, if we are free of vanity one day. Not really understanding the question, uh, being beautiful and being vain are very different things. Okay? Uh, and maybe that's where the distortion comes uh, in many people. Uh, and, and, you know, just, and maybe it's covered in the question here, but it's just popping up, um, or the questions below that I haven't answered, but, um, you know, and this is as a society as whole, and I've seen this, why do so many people think that just because you're beautiful, you're vain? I want to throw that question out. Is it actually the beautiful person's fault that they're beautiful? Or, okay, that's one question, okay, whether they take care of themselves or not. You know, why are they naturally beautiful? That's one thing you have to think about. Maybe they're more connected to pure source. That could be a possibility instead of the other way around. Uh, but then then you see a beautiful individual, uh, and if you're not that beautiful, well, you go, wow, uh, I, I bet they had Botox to look that beautiful, right? Or, wow, I, spend, uh, I bet uh, they spend a ton of uh, hours at the gym to look that beautiful. Uh, or you know, so on and so on and so on. Why would you cut that individual down? You know, that's the one detriment that keeps you where you are. Just like individuals who who, who are against, say, individuals being wealthy, right? Uh, they go, wow, you know, who did they have to cheat right? or lie uh, to, be, to, to have um, that physical, I'm sorry, that abundance, right? That money, uh, that nice car and so on. Right? We look at individuals who are successful and despise, okay? uh, and yet what's, what's almost everybody's dream, whether they're religious or spiritual or, or, or atheist or whatever, right, is to become successful. The one reason you're not successful, right? one basic constant, right? if you're not successful, if you're despising success in others, well, you're despising success in yourself. So why would that work for you to be successful and happy? Okay? Uh, and if you're thinking that's the process, why are you actually going towards success anyway? And go live on an island uh, where you can just grow your own food and not be in part of the economic uh, space. 
then you'll be happy, so to speak. Right? And you wouldn't have to argue within yourself. This is a good question. I've noticed that people pay more attention to me when I amp up my physical appearance. However, they also want more things from me, project more onto me, uh, and judge me more strongly. Uh, to cope with this, I downplay my physical appearance, uh, but I want to stand in my beauty fearlessly. Can you speak to this? Yes, of course. Okay. Uh, again, the constant that uh, this person thinks of is that uh, the issue uh, or the cause of why this person feels the way uh, she does is that, um, well, it's because of her physical appearance, the, the beauty. It's really not. Uh, just reading this person, uh, it just seems like uh, she's very insecure. Okay, So what happens is that if she gets, say, any sort of attention, uh, she'll get distorted. Right? That's the program that runs in her. It's not about the beauty. Right? She made a lot of money. Uh, that'll distort her as well because people would want the same thing. People wouldn't want more things from her, uh, project more onto you, uh, and judge, judge you more strongly. That's part of the course. Okay, Those individuals who judge you like that, one, are weak within themselves, so they have to make themselves feel better to make uh, and then downgrade you, right? It, it kind of levels the playing field. But on the flip side, right? uh, if you're getting affected by that, uh, then is, there is some form of insecurity that doesn't allow you uh, to hold on. Uh, and that's why uh, I always say, you know, uh, you have to have a strong foundation okay? uh, before beauty, grace, uh, any form of abundance, good relationships uh, come into you and won't distort you. Uh, again, that's a very important constant that I always, always talk about when people go through their detox phase. If money is a distortive, dist uh, is a distortion. In this case, if beauty is a distortion, what will happen is that although you might look beautiful on the outside, and this does happen to say model types and you know st uh, Hollywood types that I work with, um, right? They've th what they've done <clears throat> is they've created their confidence around their beauty and looks. As they go through the process with me, that EI, say exfoliation, uh, actually that's a good one, EI exfoliation, we'll have to use it uh, in a frequency spell. Uh, what happens to them is that they start to look inwards and they start to see the ugliness and so on that is within them. Right? So on the outward appearance, uh, they're not going to be as attractive. Right? Uh, they're going to look in the, win in the mirror and they go, oh my God. Uh, I'm ugly, although other people just glancing at them, they go, wow, they're quite beautiful. Uh, so what happens is that all that internal ugliness starts to move away from them okay? uh, and then gets replaced by the true beauty that they are internally. And then uh, the physical beauty that they have, they're, they're attributed with, uh, is even enhanced even more because now they're solid on the inside as well as on the outside. So both uh, both inner and outer is congruent, and that's where that space of stability uh, comes into you, and that's where you don't get distorted uh, in any form. People can't abuse you. Uh, people can't project uh, their opinions on you because uh, you're, again, nice and solid. One thing to realize, though, uh, the physical beauty you know that society thinks, uh, that's not the, what I'm talking about. Uh, through exponential intelligence, uh, and and I'll just 
say it, it might not be politically correct, say that uh, you're not that beautiful. Okay? Uh, according to society standards. Okay? Uh, and again, through exponential intelligence or, uh, you know, I've helped a lot of people that are, say, not so beautiful start to look more and more attractive, more and more alluring, right? Uh, there's a sense of beauty and grace that comes within. Right? And that starts to, uh, again, uh, create a lot of beauty. Uh, and then there, say, societal standards of beauty uh, get amped up as well. So, Also, uh, let me say this, too, uh, whether it's Jesus or Buddha or Muhammad, and this is happening to me as well, uh, I'm... Uh, and, and it's not an ego play. It's just something that, you know, people always comment, you know, I'm getting uh, people get more and more attractive to me or I am more and more attractive to, say, a wider uh, variety of individuals. Right. For example, some some women, even guys might not like, you know, dark hair, dark skin, for example, or, you know, the, the ethnic look that I have. Okay. Uh, uh, right there just might not be attracted. But as you ascend higher and higher, okay, uh, what happens is that um, uh, that, um, that preference within people get distorted. So even if you hate that look, right, uh, being the ethnic look that I am, darker skin, dark hair, even if you say despise that look, you, because it is a purity, you will tend to be attracted by it and lured by it. Right? Happens all the time. Uh, as I've ascended higher and higher, um, people can't figure out, say, what ethnic background I am. If I'm in France, they would think, oh, I think of France. If I am in, say, South American, I would look South American. If I look, you know, uh, if I'm speaking to, um, you know, like Middle Eastern types, well, I would look Middle Eastern. Uh, or if I'm in America, right, I, I blend in and I just look like, well, you know, like a white American. Not stark white, but uh, again, like somebody was born in America. So so that is all because, uh, again, the, the, the global settings of, you know, ethnicity, uh, the culture, uh, being man and woman, right? uh, all those things start to say fade away and then there's this beauty and grace uh, that comes through you. Right? Uh, if you are of a man, uh, you, then you become that strong male. But then you go beyond the definitions of uh, of a male uh, definition or society's male definition. It goes beyond that. Uh, again, more of a, um, uh, a brighter, pure principle of, uh, of a man. Or, uh, I'm just talking about men, but then uh, females as well. Okay? You, you go beyond the definitions or the the perceptions of what a man and female or woman uh, looks like. Okay. Thanks for joining me for Exponential Intelligence episode 101. Uh, be sure to tune in next week for episode 102 where I will answer more questions, more in-depth questions on the relationships between vanity, beauty, and spirituality, how to have it all. And don't forget to register for August uh, Kauai Retreat and many other uh, events coming up as well uh, at masajadi.com, M-A-S-S-A-J-A-D-Y.com. Till next time, take care and notice what you notice.